0: A payroll and HR company needs to be prepared for whatever is going to happen. You could say that over 70 years of experience helping businesses all over the world run smoothly is good preparation.
1: But for ADP, that's not enough. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, we're staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate the complexities. ADP, HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. you have to make rest a priority you have to take breaks from your phone and the news you have to check in with your feelings so that you can have the compassion understanding empathy to reach out to a friend and check in to see how they're doing
0: What is up, everyone? This is Thrive 5, and I'm your host, Clarice Metzger, a storyteller and strategist at Thrive Global. In every episode of this podcast, we talk to women about how they thrive in this world and explore the crucial link between self-care and confidence. We hear stories of how women went from surviving to thriving and learn tips for boosting our well-being so we can unlock more resilience and joy within ourselves. This week, I'm chatting with Soundbath teacher Sarah Oster about the healing power of art, leaning into your calling, and staying present. And we have a special treat for those who stay until the end, a sound bath. Okay, let's dive on in. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm super excited to chat with you today and to dive into the world of sound baths. So obviously you are a sound bath expert. And for our listeners who might not be familiar with this practice, by listeners, I also mean myself, um, can you explain what a sound bath actually is?
1: A sound bath is an immersive listening experience where sound is being used intentionally to invite therapeutic and restorative effects and essentially it's a it's a practice of deep listening and the way that it works is that different instruments different resonant instruments are introduced in succession either live or in a recording and the participant or the sound bather is invited to keep their attention loosely focused on listening to the sounds.
0: And I also understand that you have a powerful personal story that led you to developing this practice. So, can you share that story with us?
1: Um, in my my childhood, I was always drawn to uh, art and music. It was always a big, big part of my life. And helped me through a lot of really difficult times as as a child. Uh, but the really pivotal moment for me was when I was 23, working as a professional artist in, in New York City. Um, I was working in my studio late one night. And the floor collapsed underneath me while I was working. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And for those of you who are listening who can't see Clarice's face, her jaw just dropped to the floor. And <laughs> um, I fell about 15 feet uh, down into a black box theater. My studio was located on 42nd street in Times Square. And I fell with all my, my artwork and my entire studio and the floor on top of me. And that fall uh, left me temporarily paralyzed with a uh, broken back in multiple places. And that was a really pivotal moment for me because for the first time in my life, I had an acute awareness of my body and how much I needed it <laughs> to function. And you know, through a, a desperate need to get out of chronic pain, I started to, uh, explore a lot of different types of options that I probably never would have been open to before that.
0: Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. And I'm so sorry that happened, but I'm so happy that it led you or that one, that you're better now and two, that it led you to to this path. So tell us about the art you were doing before and how you pivoted to meditation and sound baths.
1: Ooh, it's such a hot word right now, pivot. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, the art that I was creating was mixed media and much of my work also drew on the theme of uh, the body and anatomy and what it might be like to look inside of the body. I was always interested in that. Um, my, my oldest sister, when I was young, spent a lot of time in hospitals, which meant I spent a lot of time in hospitals too. So I was always fascinated with uh, medical information and charts and diagrams, x-rays, being that idea of being able to see into the body. And so that was always an aspect of, of my work as an artist. And you know, it's when I think of the word pivot, actually, to, to me it means something that happens like very quickly, like in basketball, right? Like, like you have one foot that stays stationary. And then you're just like swiveling on that axis. And for me, I've stepped away from art and music for a long time as I started to heal my body. And then, you know, through those several years of exploring, I went to school for massage therapy. I was like convinced I was going to be a massage therapist. I studied Chinese medicine. I thought I would be an acupuncturist. Uh, I I practiced yoga, meditation. I then became a yoga meditation teacher. Uh, And it wasn't until several years into that path that I remembered that other part of me who made art, made music, and curated immersive experiences for people. Now, how can I do that and this together? And so it was really... To me, not so much a pivot, but more of a slow merging of of two separate paths that I felt I was on, becoming one eventually
0: mm-hmm. you know, listening to you share that story, it also seems that you were on a path towards healing, you were on this path to helping people feel something. So I think that's really amazing. And you speak about these powerful experiences, your sister's illness and then your accident. So how did those change the way that you viewed healing overall?
1: You know, I have to admit, I myself had a lot of stereotypes built up around the type of person who would be into these types of things. And I remember my my accident was now almost 18 years ago And this stuff, quote unquote, this whole like hot, trendy wellness industry was not cool still then. Yoga was not, yoga was weird. And if you meditated, that was strange. And like, oh, you're going to go take some herbs. That's also weird. You know, so it wasn't, um, wasn't really widely accepted in this more mainstream way Uh, and so i had to pull back a lot of my barriers of cynicism and skepticism and you know keep keep attempting to to show up with an open mind in all of these different scenarios and really pause and think how did that make me feel
0: i actually i want to go a little bit deeper there because i feel as though a lot of times people do have this inner conflict with what it is that they feel drawn to or led to and what society deems as being acceptable or, or cool. So what advice do you have for those people who might be in that place right now where they feel drawn to this path, but they're not sure if it's the right thing to do or whether it'll be deemed acceptable by others?
1: You know, if if you have a strong feeling or a strong connection to something you really have to lean into it and and ride that wave and not be distracted about what other people are are saying and, and thinking because seven or eight years ago, when I started facilitating sound baths, no one heard, you know, it mm-hmm. like I had to explain. Every little bit. You couldn't even say the term "sound bath" or anything like that. And now I tell people what I do, and they say, "Oh my gosh, I love sound bath." <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that ten years ago. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's just kind of staying with what feels true to you, and and not being afraid to to kind of go all in and just putting one foot in front of the other because I never would have expected to achieve what I had achieved up until this point. Um, I put out a book last year. I thought maybe I'd I'd be, you know, 70 when I wrote my first book or something. You know, I had this idea of a trajectory of my career. And just because I kept, you know, staying true to myself and doing what felt right to me and good to me, things start to open up. And then you're in the flow, so they say.
0: Amen to that. I think that a lot of young people and just people in general have this idea in their head or like this trajectory that they're supposed to be on, but it, it doesn't matter. You know, time is time is a social construct. Like if you do it now versus later, as long as you do what it is that you feel you're supposed to be doing and the impact that you're supposed to be making, I think that's all that really matters. Um
1: I I think I just want to add one thing because you said something about like this generation and everything. I mean, I grew up in the 80s and even then still uh, there was this construct of, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? Uh, Will it be one of these few categories? Will you be a teacher or a doctor or a nurse or a firefighter or an astronaut or, uh, you know, <laughs> or if you're going to be a musician or an artist, you have to be, you know, a rock star or forget about being a visual artist. You have to be dead first mm-hmm. before your work can receive acclaim. So th- this generation is very lucky with, you know, technology and with m- my generation and maybe the one before that have been really carving a path for uh n- new ways of envisioning what's possible mm. in your in your work and in how your life can look.
0: Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with sound bath expert Sarah Oster.
2: No one wants to cut corners on a good night's rest, so why sleep on sheets that are just good enough? If you dream of comfortable sheets at a price that won't keep you up all night, look no further than Bowl & Branch. & Branch makes the softest organic sheets on the market using 100% sustainable raw materials. As the first fair trade certified manufacturer of linen, you can feel as good about your sheets as they feel against your skin. Their signature hemmed sheets are made from lightweight organic cotton that gets softer with every wash. And they come in seven colors, from twin up to California king. Best of all, & Branch gives you a fair price and a 30-day risk-free trial with free shipping and returns. So, experience the best sheets you've ever felt only at BolandBranch.com. Get 15% off your first set when you use promo code SLEEP at checkout. That's BolandBranch. B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code SLEEP.
0: Um, so from the outside, it seems as though the accident that you had really sent you down this spiritual path, and like talking about these paths that we take, um, and it changed your purpose in a way. So, did that accident change how you found meaning overall?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I I look at that moment as um, a real opportunity that was given to me to go in this direction. It was a it was a redirecting of of my life and i can only see that in hindsight i can only see that looking back when i was laid out on morphine in a back brace from my neck to my hips and everybody said oh you're so lucky you know this could have been a lot worse i'm rolling my eyes thinking what do you know this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me um but we, we all have pretty bad things happen to us. And especially now, you know, we're moving through some, some, some difficult times. And mm-hmm. if we can all acknowledge that, that my traumatic incident is no worse or more important or impactful than your traumatic experience, yeah, then, <laughs> then we start to see, you know, the, the human connection, the empathy and, and how we can all really open up to each other.
0: You are touching upon like every Thrive theme in the Thrive universe. Uh, (laughs) I just made that up. Um, We we don't have a Thrive universe, but literally every Thrive theme.
1: I want to (laughs) visit. Let me come to the Thrive universe.
0: Um, So I feel like your story is also a story of fueling art through trauma. And I saw in a video you did with Creative Mornings how you talked about making music in your sister Jennifer's hospital room. Going through that as a kid has to be really hard, but you found moments of joy for your family to get through it together. So can you speak a bit to that?
1: It's just instinctual to kind of make the most of the situation when you're a kid. I mean, this is why you see kids playing with cardboard boxes and it's like the best thing that ever happens. It's a a fort, it's a castle, it's a dragon. (laughs) You know, you just kind of take what's in front of you and, and you work with it. And kids are so amazing like that and very, very resilient. And I feel that, you know, I had this memory of instead of hearing these like uh, beep, 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 you know, I mean, we've all been a, in a hospital at one, one point or another. I mean, they're, they're pretty terrible sounds, but to hear those sounds and then kind of hear a song in it, and start to make up songs or like, you know, bang on the railing of the hospital bed to jam along to it or something like that. I mean, that's that's what kids do.
0: Yes, of course, the power of the mind of a child and the different things that kids are able to come up with and explore. So we've been talking a lot about introspection and you know, really looking within ourselves to figure out what it is that we want to do, the impact that we want to make, etc. And I know that you or I know that when you've talked about your sound baths, you talk about them as an opportunity for us to look inward and ask ourselves questions. So why is this moment important?
1: That's a, that's a deep breath question. Um, my language that I use has been, you know, slow down, slow down, check in, rest, get so quiet, get so slow that you can hear, you know, subtle messages being being transmitted. This year, uh, my feeling around that hasn't changed. It's, it's only that we've been presented with circumstances that are forcing us into it. It's like not even a choice anymore. You have to make rest a priority. You have to take breaks from your phone and the news. You have to check in with your feelings so that you can have the compassion, understanding, empathy to reach out to a friend and check in to see how they're doing. I mean, None of that is negotiable now.
0: A thousand percent. And at Thrive, we do talk a lot about managing our relationship with technology so that we can be better listeners and we can be better partners, better friends, and just be more present in the moments we're in. Um, You know, for example, for me, I make it a habit whenever I'm with a friend and we're at a picnic, or we're out to eat, whatever. I make sure to put my phone away, just so that I'm actually listening to you. We're in this moment, we're enjoying this wine, or whatever it is that we're doing. Um, and at thrive, we call that a micro step. So it's a small thing that, when done or added together, can increase your overall well being. So, what are some small ways that you practice being um, just present and disconnecting?
1: Well, I have a very, uh, I have a very regular meditation practice daily meditation, practice three times a day. Uh, it's almost like a necessity for me at this point. It's part of my survival or what I call mental, mental hygiene. It's just as important to me to wake up and, and, and meditate that is as it is to brush my teeth. It's like, you would not think of waking up and going out into the world without brushing your teeth. It's, you wouldn't want to offend anybody (laughs) with your stank breath. And I say, I would not even think of interacting with any human person in the day before I meditate, because Mm. I wouldn't want to like put my stank (laughs) thoughts on them. It's like a similar, it's a similar concept. Mm-hmm. To me, so that's very set for me, my daily meditation practice uh I try to have boundaries around technology. I have my phone set to do not disturb uh that's from from six thirty to nine thirty six thirty a m to nine thirty p m um I'm allowed to use my phone and then I have it set to go to to sleep at nine thirty. Mm -hmm. So you really have to, it's smart with technology because it asks you, are you sure
0: you want to get into your phone? I am also um, an avid do not disturber (laughs) and my phone goes to bed at night just as I do. So love that. Um in general going to a sound bath sounds so relaxing right now but so, like you have just me in this very zen like calm state but many of us are still at home obviously because of the pandemic. So are there ways that people can create these experiences or even enjoy these experiences remotely?
1: Yes, and something that came up Uh, pretty, pretty early on as I began to facilitate live group experiences that people would come over to me afterwards and say, this is amazing. I feel so relaxed. I had such a transformative experience. How do I do this at home? I mean, I can't wait another week. I can't wait another month. I need this again. And I began to think, well, how could you recreate this? I started to Offer recordings. Uh, a few years ago, I put out a sound bath on vinyl. Oh, cool! Because I wanted people to have a have a tactile experience with the sound, to have a real mindful moment of putting the record on. As you may know, one side of a record is about twenty minutes, which is a recommended duration for meditation. So mm. you put the record on comfortable you close your eyes and that's your meditation so that was something that I created and you know actually when in back in March immediately the day after they announced the pandemic here and in, in, uh, I remember it was March 13th and March 14th uh, I did my very first Instagram live sound bath with my husband Alex Falk because we were like, people need to just pause for a second. Things feel overwhelming, things feel intense. you just need to pause for a second. And I realized the, um, that people were showing up from Italy, from Spain, uh, from, from Australia and Japan, all oh over goodness. the world, and for the first time, I realized, why haven't, why didn't I do this sooner? This is incredible. This shared experience that a uh, sound bath can help to facilitate in, in a room, in a group of people can translate so powerfully virtually, but even, even more so than I ever anticipated and expected. And so for several months after that, I continued to offer live sound bath experiences. They've been really well received i have some sound baths on audible spotify um you know it's just just because it's important to me to make this work accessible
0: okay we're going to take a quick break but we'll be right back with sound bath expert sarah oster Now we are going to move into your Thrive Five. Um, And essentially, I'm just going to ask you some rapid fire questions and you can answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Yes, prepare yourself.
1: All right, Clarice, you know I'm like a very slow-paced person. So the term (laughs) rapid fire is like, we'll see how fast this goes.
0: It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. (laughs) Firstly, when you're stressed, what's something quick you do to put yourself in a good headspace? Breathe. You're killing it already. What's the last act of kindness you witnessed that really touched you?
1: You know, recently I received, uh, you know, it's going to sound funny because it's just a DM on Instagram, but I received a DM on Instagram from somebody who was attending my IG lives for a while. And I I took a break uh, because I had a little bit of an injury. And this person reached out to say... Your live sessions on Instagram helped me so much through the first few months of the pandemic. And I just wanted to check in to see how you're doing, you know, with everything that's going on. And I thought, wow, you know, so often people look at somebody um, like me in my position, who is a, a teacher, a healer, a person that holds space for a lot of people to move through hard times. And very rarely do I get asked, how are you holding up with all this? And it really touched me.
0: Oh, that is so beautiful. And I think it goes to the power of social media. And I understand setting those barriers is really important, but it really is also a way to connect people who you might not connect with originally. So shout out to that person if I hope they're listening. (laughs) Um, Okay, next, what is a surprising way that you you practice self-care?
1: You know, I always... Take time to really listen to and explore new music and art, even if it's just on the internet. And that's a really important form of self-care for me to, to fuel inspiration.
0: That's amazing. And I think a lot of people can relate with that. Uh, next, what is your bedtime ritual?
1: I usually try to do at least an hour of no scream before bed. So that includes all screens. It's not like no phone, no computer, but like I'm watching Netflix for two hours (laughs) before I pass out. Uh, That's no screens, no stimulation. That's really, really important to me. But I have a little bit of a, a gratitude practice. I do that with my husband. We share three things that we're grateful for at the end of the day. I know a lot of people like to do it in the morning. People who do those kinds of practices like to do it in the morning, but I think it's a really great way to kind of, to seal the, the day and
0: reflect. Love it. What do you do when you first get out of bed in the morning?
1: Usually I do a quick forward fold right when I get out of bed. I touch my toes to make sure that it's still possible. <laughs> <laughs> I go into my spot where I do my, my yoga practice and meditation practice.
0: So we're super excited that we will have a sound bath on this podcast and Sarah, please take it away. Okay.
1: So you're already engaged in a practice of listening. You've been listening to our conversation and now I would just invite you to get as comfortable as possible. You can remain seated. If you're seated, you can lie down if you want to lie down, anything that's comfortable to you. And then as you're ready, you can come to close your eyes and just feel the weight of your body, allowing your awareness to arrive in this moment. Notice the steadiness of your breath, You can observe the breath right at the base of the nostrils as the air moves in and out of your body. With every exhalation, allow yourself to soften into this moment. Notice the sounds that are already present in your own space and invite them to be part of your experience. And as we begin to introduce different sounds, simply keep your attention, your awareness, loosely focused on the sounds that you're hearing. receiving your surroundings with this new perspective.
0: Wow. What a wonderful way to end this conversation. I just feel so calm and relaxed and ready to tackle the rest of this week. So thank you so much, Sarah. Mm,
1: Thank you so much, Clarice. I really enjoyed talking with you.
0: Thrive 5 is an iHeart radio podcast. From iHeart, our executive producer is Carrie Lieberman. Our Thrive Global team includes producers Marina Kadekle and Margarita Bertzos. Our talent booker is Lindsay Benoit O'Connell. Special thanks to Ann Sachs and Madison Odenberg. Our production partner is Neon Hum Media. Jonathan Hirsch and Shara Morris are the executive producers. Our lead producer is Joanna Clay. Hansdale Sue engineered this episode and composed our theme music. See y'all next week.